Hey, my name's Samuel Carmody and welcome to Checking and Chill. This is a video and podcast series where I talk about anything and everything that takes my fancy, whether that's TV shows, films, games. So please kick back and enjoy your stay. So Doctor Who season 13 is here, or Doctor Who Flux as they're calling it. It's a six-episode miniseries, and it's all one contained story, which is a completely new thing for the series, at least in the modern era. Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying I really haven't liked the Chibnall era so far. So far, the Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker era haven't had the best characters. They've not been the best written, they've not been the best acted, whether that was just the actors sort of not being given a lot to work with i'm not sure a lot of it seemed to be the actors talking directly to the camera a lot of the line delivery was a bit like this is an important moment in history and this is exactly why this episode is covering it and these are this character's motivations and that is why they are the villain and we are the hero it was just so on the nose and like i know i know doctor who is a show aimed at children and at family audiences but it never had to be that on the nose before i really didn't come into this first episode of doctor who flux with much hope at all the halloween apocalypse introducing john bishop as dan thought john bishop is he a great actor i know he's a he's a decent comedian but i i didn't know how well he'd be able to to sort of carry a character like that um obviously with all the flaws in chibnall's writing that i've sort of addressed already you know I, I didn't come in with much hope but they were doing a new thing this six-part miniseries all serialized i wanted to give it a fair shot and surprisingly i was really really happy with how it turned out like really happy some of the new characters that were introduced were actually great Again, John Bishop as Dan, I didn't have high hopes for him, but his character was well written, it was well performed. I, I sort of, unlike a lot of other characters in the Chibnall era, I feel like without spelling it out too much for us, we got someone who was, who was well characterised, who had sort of defining character traits to him, but also it, they weren't spelled out to us. They were made clear through his actions, through the dialogue, really naturally through the story. You could tell he was enthusiastic, you could tell he was the type of person who didn't mind getting himself into a bit of bother, and that was evident from the first moment we saw him as a sort of as a sort of self-appointed museum guide. And then once he got himself into a bit of bother and got himself captured by by the alien who was um the the sort of spoiler alert, the fake out threat of the episode, he also Came, came, he came at the situation with a sense of sort of confidence and a sense of humour that really, really said a lot about his character, and I, I really can't wait to see where it takes him. Unlike a lot of the characters that we got before, like Ryan, like Graham, I feel like Dan's portrayal was really consistent, and I had a lot of fun with the character. I also had a lot of fun with the fake-out villain of this episode, the alien that they were tracking, which was invading Earth, and the whole species was invading Earth, and it turns out they were a a species of kind of dog-like aliens who 
each one was partnered with a with a member of the human race. It plays on the dogs being man's best friend trope. A little bit on the nose, a little bit obviously, but also it was a little bit cheeky and a little bit funny. Um, and he was just a he was just a great character. He was a little bit silly, but he was supposed to be. And I've got nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. The pace of the episode was really snappy too. It felt like they were always moving on briskly to the next plot point, but at the same time, they gave each scene its own time to breathe. They fleshed out everything just enough. Um, there were a few nice little gags in there. I liked Dan's house getting shrunk, um, similar to a weapon that the Master used last series. I really liked the introduction of that one character. I think her name was Claire, maybe? Who had already met the Doctor and Yaz, and she knew she couldn't join the adventure at that point because the Doctor and Yaz hadn't met her. Very River Song, which, you know, it's a show about time travel. I like that sort of thing. I, I've always liked that sort of thing. Even if it is a little bit of a retread, I don't mind, as long as they do something fairly unique with the character. And it looks like they're going to. It really does. Um, again, she barely had any screen time, but she seemed like she had more character and, and more consistent character with that barely any screen time than a lot of other a lot of Chibnall's other side characters in the series. And the introduction of the Weeping Angels. Oh my god, that was fantastic. That was great. So Jodie Whittaker had said in a tweet or in an interview that there was a lot of silence this season compared to the previous two seasons. And I really liked that. I really I really enjoyed that. Like I said, it wasn't so on the nose about this is this character and this is that character and, and this is why you're the villain, you know. Um, it wasn't so on the nose of telling the audience how they were supposed to feel. And that Weeping Angels scene was really, really indicative of that. I really, really enjoyed it. They kind of just let the horror speak for itself. Um, the reintroduction of the don't blink concept is really great and it was short and snappy so i did love this episode but there's one thing i'm a bit cautious a bit trepidatious about and that's just the number of plot points that we saw so we had this species of uh linked aliens like i said the dog aliens can't remember what they were called i'm not sure if they'll use those again because their plot was kind of wrapped up this episode but maybe they'll make a return appearance i'm not sure uh, but then we had the Weeping Angels stuff. So we had a lot of hanging plot threads. We had the Weeping Angels being introduced. We had the flux that was the, the sort of thing going through time and the whole universe and destroying planets one by one. We had those two alien creatures, one of whom was imprisoned and was from the birth of the universe, apparently, uh, who could just Thanos snap people out of existence by touching them. We had the mine in Liverpool a couple of hundred years ago, where the the lady from earlier, Claire, uh, was sent back in time with the Weeping Angels. We had the fella in the little analysis uh, ship that was reporting on the flux, essentially, and then evacuated his thing, so who knows what will happen to him. We'll probably see him later. And of course we had the Sontarans. And now, seeing that the next episode is about the Sontarans, I'm kind of thinking, maybe that's how they'll do it. Maybe they'll have a Sontarans episode, and a Weeping Angels episode, etc, etc. But then, sort of, 
as the B plot, maybe, have these things going on in the background. You know, the Ravagers, who I assume were the these ancient aliens, uh, the Flux that's destroying the universe, and then the whole Timeless Child um, mystery that was introduced at the end of last series. So, yeah, overall, incredibly positive start for Doctor Who Season 13. I had such a great time with it. I had such a great time with it. And I'm really hoping the series kind of carries on this momentum and doesn't just leave these plot threads dangling. I'd, I'd love for Chris Chibnall to be able to answer everything sort of cohesively um, and then end his, end his run with a bang with those three specials he's got next year. Honestly, I am super, super excited to see where they go with it. But we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully I'll be reviewing these every week, so stay tuned, I guess. In other news today, just a little bonus end segment, not talking about Doctor Who Flux, we had the reveal of some Luigi's Mansion Lego, which I saw the headline, I was like, I am all over this. If it was anything like the question mark block, which was filled, you know, opened out and filled with sort of um, little dioramas of levels from Luigi's Mansion instead, I would have loved that. Unfortunately, it's more the interactive route that they went with the Super Mario sets. It's an expansion of that idea, which is fine, but it's not exactly what I would have wanted from this sort of thing. It looks fun, though. It looks fun. I'm not going to be picking it up, but I can see why kids would like it. And we also had the release of the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, which I got my hands on the first time I've upgraded my phone in four years, I think. And it's such a fantastic little device. The camera takes some fantastic quality pictures. Uh, it's just super fast, super snappy. If you're looking to upgrade, if you're into the Android uh, ecosystem, if you like Pixel phones in general, this is a huge step up and you won't be disappointed. Thanks a lot, guys. If you are on YouTube, give this video a like if you liked it. Subscribe if you want to see more content. and. Drop a comment below uh, telling me your thoughts on the latest episode of Doctor Who and where you think the series is going to go from here. Any like little fan theories you've got, maybe? If you're listening to this as a podcast, the link will be in the description. And hey, if you want to listen to this as a podcast, I'll drop the audio link in as well. And as always, if you want to watch along live on Twitch, go to twitch.tv forward slash Samuel Carmody. Uh, currently we're playing through Metroid Dread, Eastward, and Back for Blood with some friends, so it's always a great time. Until next time, guys, see you later.